Blog Talk Radio. Please give us a ISP now. All ears truly and indeed a blessing. Divine. All blessed. Come back home. 
speaks French. And so there's a breakdown there. There's a separation there in the continuation of your study, your research, particularly of those who, who claim self-initiation, particularly those who are finding self through that self-journey um, and then might find themselves having an interest in walking into, walking toward voodoo and the practices and traditions of voodoo. Uh, greetings, greetings, everyone. Um, listen, I'm not going to say everybody's name. I'm not going to try to say everybody's name. Some of your names, I'm not sure how to pronounce, and I don't want to bastardize anyone's name. So I say greetings, everyone, individually, but also collectively, to this shared space of revolutionary voodoo, New Orleans voodoo, secrets and recipes here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince and then also at youtube.com forward slash voodoo time v-o-o-d-o-o-t-y-e you can also call in now during the live broadcast with your questions comments or requests at area code eight four five two seven seven nine one four three eight four five two seven seven press the number on your telephone this will allow me to see your area code which is your identity if you will on the switchboard and then I'll open your mic and bring you into this conversation uh, with your question or comment I'm always humble and appreciative of those who are present with me in this shared space at high noon U.S. Standard Time. In the middle of many of our days, um, when you're probably at work or you're probably studying or, or you're doing many other activities uh, within the course of, of your day, let's not neglect those who are viewing and sharing with us from other parts of the world. Um, I post media, my talk talk radio map. So indeed, we now have African listeners, we have Canadian listeners, we have French listeners, um, many of whom can speak and understand English very well. So I am speaking to communicating with a international audience within this space. So my job to be uh, entertaining, to be edifying, to be present at many levels for many people. It's not always an easy task. And I'm not always in the mood to do the show. Understand, um, acting, stage performance, cultural performance, is a very different thing. Um, and you're getting paid and you kind of have a contractual agreement and there may or may not be a rehearsal, you know, and, and, and that's often pre-planned and predetermined and pre-scheduled. Whereas in this format, Outside of my attempt to be present with you daily, the format is then left up to us, the, the, the podcast or the show host, but then the people who are present and participating within any given podcast space. We acknowledge on today, December 5th, 2019, the powers of Oku, the powers of Oshoku the powers of Orisha, Oko, the powers that govern fertility, foundation building, iron, and the strength of iron, the machete, and the 
cauldron pot, the mystery contained within. Today we honor and acknowledge while standing firmly on the shoulders of great and mighty ancestors. Do your work, do your homework, know who you are. Don't rely just on the spoken word. Don't rely just on the stories that are often passed down in our family, which may or may not be historically and factually correct. But the idea that they would be factually correct, and we can now back that up, support that with not only the DNA. Let me be clear. It's more than just the DNA in Ancestry.com in 23andMe, but the connection to community, first through the prism of DNA, who, who's related to you, finding out that you have family uh, all over the world related to you, directly bloodline related to you that you may or may not know. I'm discovering first cousins, second cousins, second removed, first removed, um, that never even been mentioned, never known, never heard of. So it's a journey of self first. And many who come into the space are on the journey of self from whatever your perspective is. And some have not clarified a perspective, even though you're in the space. Um, there is the, the voyeuristic perspective. Then there's the research perspective. The voyeur perspective wants to see, is curious, but not necessarily is going to digest or take in the deeper uh, uh, messages and, and teachings that might be prevented in any given time. The researcher is studying for self-awareness, self-evolution, self-improvement. Is therefore, therefore going to file away that information for, you, for future use or actively apply that information into present now time space. Forgive me for looking all over. Um, as I said at the top of the show, I'm just now getting back to my house after the extermination. So all kind of things are popping up. I'm getting all kind of messages all, all along uh, uh, my desktop. And I want to acknowledge and greet every one of you. Thank you so much, Kiona, for typing in my blog talk radio number. Um, my beloved Naja is on set right now filming. Uh, they filmed yesterday all day, and they will be filming again tomorrow night, uh, all night on another project. So I appreciate Kiona for stepping in um, with helping me to moderate the chat, um, uh, reading and posting my call-in number, 845-277-9143. You can call that number right now live and hear the show, but also ask your questions and make your comments. While still viewing me here um, on YouTube Live and also entering your uh, questions and comments in all capital letters so that I can see them and separate them from general conversation, questions that you might want answered, but also that could uh, be useful to many others that are present in the room. The first question that I'm seeing, Kiona, is, is it normal to be afraid to be a known practitioner? I think 
and hear me clearly. Don't drop now because I'm about to drop some knowledge. I think a true, authentic practitioner of voodoo, of ritual magic, of black magic, of witchcraft has to operate in a certain degree of fear. Now, understand, fear has degrees. Fear has many meanings. We often hear fear, and our guttural reaction is, I ain't scared. I ain't scared. But when we get into the details of a thing, uh, uh, let, let's take it out of the context of magic into science. Um, you, you're going into a nuclear power plant. Uh, you're going into a, a, a electrical plant, uh, maybe where conductors are, are placed and, and, and where powerful, high-voltage um, uh, electricity might be passing through. Uh, if you're in a lab, for instance, a white coat lab where everybody's in, you know, costume and and wearing a mask and, and not exposing themselves to whatever the pathogen or, or disease or germ or, or, or chemical compound they might be operating within. So I believe, Kiona, authentic practitioner is going to have a certain level of fear. I am going to personalize it. I have a certain level of anxiety or fear in what I could do, the harm I could bring, the damage I could manifest. Now, because of Hollywood and TV and, and, and books and entertainment and, and creativity and imagination, many people have a very negative opinion and understanding of what voodoo is. Someone told me earlier in the day, all she knew is that it was evil. I talked to someone I do yesterday and, and he said the same thing. All I've ever known and understood was the evil, was the darkness. The healing is not emphasized. The breaking free of strongholds is not emphasized. Getting people out of the bind, out of the bondage, pushing people to the next level is not emphasized. Just the darkness, just the evil. Kiona, we also have to consider that in the context in which voodoo was rebirthed, here in the West, in the context of slavery, revolution, uprising, um, maroon camps. So we're talking about an oppressed people, our oppressed people, carrying this vibration, this seed, this, this magic that is voodoo, and now being put under duress for their lives, rape, murder, Abuse of children, abuse of man and woman, uh, working you in the field till you dead, uh, whipping you until you're dead for not acknowledging white supremacist authority, white supremacist rule, uh, slave camp rule in the life. So the voodoo that we know here in the West that we uh, uh, rebirth will here in the West has a degree of hot red, petrol, tense energy attached to it. Just for that, protection, get me across the Mason-Dixon, get me out of the South, get me away from, from the slave catchers, get me away from the patty rollers, you know, and then, of course, hurting people who have hurt us. Um, we forget Big Mama controlled the kitchen. Mammy 
controlled the food. Mammy often controlled how the cold and the flu and the virus and things of that nature were handled in the house. So Mammy, my uh, uh, doctor <laughs> carried a sword at her chest. So indeed she nestled and cradled and, and breastfed the children of Massa. She, she held the white baby to her titty, to her breast, just as much as she did the black child. She stirred the pot. She cooked the gumbo. She cooked the stew. She helped Massa's wife, Massa's daughter, Massa's family birth babies. So when we think about voodoo or any other practice, but, but in the context of the African-American and, and, and this room and who I am, we're going to look it up. And so Mammy had the opportunity to poison. Some of those babies didn't die, said some of those babies were poisoned. Some of those babies were killed at birth. But so too were the black babies. There were women who did not want their children birthed into slavery, did not want their children to be the next generation of slaves. And they thought it was better to kill or prevent or abort these children rather than to bring them into enslavement, a, a, a sure guarantee at that time of enslavement. So anyone operating in these traditions, there should be a level of respect. There should be a level of, of fear. First from the practitioner, but then from those who are learning and operating within the system. I have seen myself as young as 12, 11, 13, kinetically create energy that caused bad things to happen if I were under duress, typically under duress. People who create bad things consciously, willingly, uh, now we're talking about dark magic. Now we're talking about witchcraft. Now we're talking about evil and darkness. But those who do good those who walk in the light, those who have the favor of God, who have the favor of the goddess, who have the favor of the ancestors, also have the ability to have their energy create negative circumstances for people around them who cross them, who hurt them, who harm them. I don't always have to say, hey, you know, the curse is on you. The darkness is on your family. I don't always have to do that. The act, and this is biblical, by the way, for my biblical scholars who like to listen to this show. This is biblical. The person who's prayed up, the person who has the favor of God, the person who's living a righteous life, woe to man or woman who brings harm to that individual. The Bible says it's better that a millstone be tied around your neck and you be cast into the sea rather than to cross those who are the children of God. Now, you can use any other word you want for, for God. You can use any word you want for children. But you all know who I'm talking about. Those who are on this path, those who are learning these traditions, learning this history, learning these, these, these religious and spiritual practices, you have a choice to operate with your left hand or your right. You have a choice to operate in petrol or, 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 or um, oh, wow. 
uh, a petrol or 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 the cooler more subdued beneficial magic there is acknowledging our ancestors there is acknowledging the loa and acknowledging the risha and acknowledging the powers within the other ethnic tradition of our voodoo bloodline but there's also that active work that active thing that we do so tiona um yes my answer to that is um there should be a little fear i have a little fear we don't toss around curses uh every day we, we don't talk around um you know doing harm to people every day we don't even discuss magic in a public forum every day um, and, and then there's a fear of people's response to it uh it's very hard for me to get around anywhere in society without saying or looking like or projecting what is voodoo the energy of voodoo the many people say well what do you do for a living the many people say well how do you earn you know how do you keep your rent the many people say who are you you know the often the many people say hello greetings the next word the next thing the next subject line is voodoo so there's some fear also attached to that um so being to be known as a practitioner yeah there can be some negative consequences there are people in society who don't like any of these practices see all these practices as evil so you still have people who still look very western very christian very conservative you know very whatever that is very rasta even very muslim looking but underneath they're connecting to these practices uh jennifer asked do loa sometimes reach out to those searching for spiritual guidance absolutely um it is not the same thing however jennifer as being crowned and i know you didn't say this i'm just saying this for clarity it's not the same thing as being crowned to married to loa knowing how to communicate let me put it in these terms so you're in the street and you meet a new person um do you just immediately bring them to your house? Do you ask a question first? Do you find out who they are first? And then you bring them into your life. Loa will reach out to you in the same way. Loa will send you dreams, will send you messages, will send you imagery, will send people, places, and things to you to get your attention. To say, hey, you need to check your ancestry. To say, hey, you need to check your religion to say hey you need to check how you're living and what you're doing but then we have the responsibility to clarify the sign particularly jennifer when you use the word spiritual guidance what are they here to god what are they here to teach what are they here to express and then we follow up on that um to use biblical language there's also a thing called testing spirit if you're trying to read, if you're doing tarot cards, if you're doing crystal work, if you're doing any kind of ritual and divination, you must test the spirit. Is it God? Is it the devil? Is it for, for here to help you? Is it here to help itself? And then what is the price? So Loa do reach out. Loa will symbolize, will project into your life in, in various ways. 
and then we take that inner that information that energy and we clarify what's being said what what we're being asked to do what's attempting to manifest and then we either support that or we don't support that greetings greetings of these uh greetings um all in the chat room if i missed your name collectively and in, individually please do as jennifer and Tiona have done if you're in the live youtube chat room at youtube.com forward slash voodoo tie v-o-o-d-o-o-t-y-e you can also reach me by way of blog talk radio right now right now i do both broadcasts at the same time there are several people waiting on on the line at 845-277-9143 so visually and maybe audibly, I might be buffering in your YouTube. But you can also listen to me live while the show is going on at 845-277-9143. And then press the number one on your telephone keypad. That'll sort of raise your hand virtually in Blog Talk Radio. And we'll all be able to hear your question, and then I can respond to you. Live chat, type them in all capital letters. And I'll be more than happy to respond. Um, Al Yak Talk. See, like you, for instance, Al Yak, I wish you were on the phone line so you could pronounce your name for me. <laughs> and I can have that right. But I believe it's Al, Al Yak Talk. And she asked, can Yimaya and Oya be giving offerings on the same ancestral shrine? No. First thing, they should not be on the ancestral shrine, period. Now, I'm about to give away secrets here. I'm about to give away things that people set up an appointment and pay to hear me say and to demonstrate and operate in. You cannot mix the living in the, with the dead in these traditions. So when you say ancestral tribe, you're talking about the dead. That should be separate from Orisha, separate from Loa. You cannot feed Orisha, you cannot feed Loa, you cannot feed your deity with your dead, with the ancestors. When we go into the cemetery, we don't wear these. These represent the living. The, the, the deities, the powers, I'm using those words in place of Loa, in place of Orisha. We don't, we don't mix those two. So if you're talking about feeding or giving offerings to Yemaya or Oya, that should be separate from your ancestral shrine. The next thing I want to say is they have their own place, both Yemaya and Oya, and they should be fed in nature. In nature. Now, forgive me for being hesitant. Many of you know when I hesitate, I'm trying to be diplomatic, and I'm trying right now not to give away the secrets, give away the magic, give away what's going on in the universal initiations that are taking place within these traditions. But they should not be fed together. They should have their own place, their own shrine, here within the House of Divine Prince and Hudu Central LLC, 
Mr. Yimiyah has a plan and all the deities that operate with and operate around Yimiyah. I have not figured out how to extend my camera line. Um, there may be remote webcams that I'm not aware of yet. I don't have it yet. At some point in the near future, I'm going to be able to get up with my camera and walk through through the temple space and then be able to point it to and demonstrate with you what I'm talking about. But beloved Al Yak, and just type a yes if I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Al Yak Toss, the ancestors have a face and, it, and it's on the ground. Um, and then the ancestors have a space outside of your house, outside of the temple, also on the ground. Gimaya, we see as the mother of water. Mamiwata is the mother of water. Gimaya represents salt water, salt water. And Oya is Mother Earth. It is said Oya is the, the queen to the gate of the cemetery. But that's a euphemism. That's a mystery. That's a proverb. And so there's a deeper meaning to she is the queen to the gate of the cemetery that's revealed to those who've actively been initiated in this history. So Oya is not the dead. Oya is not the cemetery. Oya is sudden change and transformation. Oya is t- tornadoes and hurricanes and, and storms. And, and, and she travels in lightning and wind along with Shango. Oya is a very specific power that has a place within an association with the ancestors, but it's often not what we're getting in the botanical book. Uh, so, no, they can't be fed together. They must be fed. Um, oh, it's it's, it's Kayla spelled backwards. Okay, I like that. So should I say Kayla or should I say it the way you have it spelled backwards? <laughs> I like that. So, no, these three deities, these three powers, I can say, two deities and then the power of your ancestors are fed in completely different locations. Uh, and if you will, have some ancestry divination work done with me. Send me an email at divineprint at HouseOfTheDivinePrince.com Keona be up, beloved Living Magic, please help me Divine Prince At HouseOfTheDivinePrince.com You can also go directly to www.HouseOfTheDivinePrince.com And send me a contact And I'll be very uh, glad To respond to you um, As it relates to How to feed these deities Where the feeding should be placed uh, even when you have shrines, you have temple space, you have altars, um, those offerings are not always deposited in your house. Particularly if we're talking about organic matter, produce, flowers, things that are going to break down and decay. There's a process to that that must be acknowledged. Decaying matter should not be on in shrine. Anything that's breaking down should not be on any shrine. We want life. We want abundance. We want growth. We want freshness. We want fruitfulness. And some of us who've been doing this a long time, 40 years, 45 years, have indeed seen magic in offerings. 
I have seen uh, produce that does not break down, that does not decay. Uh, I have some produce here I've had five years, four years. Um, it's not shellac. It's not varnished. It's, it's not tampered with. Respect the voodoo. Still has its color to a great deal of degree. It still looks like I put it on the screen maybe a week ago. Um, and you will see that demonstration when, uh, thank you, Keona, but you forgot that, that www dot. Um, it's important um, that you pay attention to the offering, that you get a response from the ancestors and the deities when you place the offering. And that's not only in the reaction to what's actually being placed in the shrine, but also it's manifest in the divination system that we use as it relates to a gungu work or ancestral work, if you will, and, and the like. Um, I'm trying to scroll down so I can see your questions and comments. If you have a question or comment that I should respond to, please type it in all capital letters so that I can see it clearly without leaning into the YouTube live camera as I'm doing now. Hello, greetings. Also, you can call me on the blog talk radio line at 845-277-9143. Please do press the number one on your telephone keypad. This will alert me if there's a caller in queue. I would then press the number one and bring you into the conversation. Um, Miss Ford, one-on-one, I appreciate your comment. It's in all capital letters, so I'm assuming it's something you want me to respond to. Ms. Ford, Ms. S. Ford, one-on-one, has said, I've never been around voodoo. I'm still here, not knowing why, but I'm here. Uh, and, and we certainly appreciate that, beloved. Um, there's a call. And I often say this, um, to some degree, it's similar to, you know, the religious call to Christianity or to preach or, or to Islam. But this is a spiritual call. We all, you know, have been born into religion. We're all born into philosophy. At least in the beginning, the religion and the belief systems of your parents, the household that you grew up in. They might be Catholic. They might be evangelical Christian. They might be Baptist. They might be Mormon. They might be, you know, whatever. And you're born into that religion. Few of us in this environment are born into these traditions. Now, we might see that in Haiti. We might see that in the Caribbean. We might see that in New Orleans, which is said to be the most northernmost Caribbean city is New Orleans. Um, it's probably most considered the most uh, uh, western most African city the most African city in America is New Orleans so in those environments beloved you see people being born into the tradition Ms. Ford you see people being birthed into the tradition their mama did it, their grandmama did it their community is doing it but for many of us in the west we evolved into the calling so the call hits you at the heart, hits you at the mind, hits you in the gut. You know, you find that you have an attraction to, you find that you have an affinity to, you find that you have an interest in, 
and then you do the work. And I acknowledge Ms. Ford and people like her who are honest, who are open, who are willing to say, hey, I'm here to listen, I'm here to look, I'm here to learn, I'm trying to figure out what this is, that I appreciate and I acknowledge it wholeheartedly. It's those who step in, don't have a clue yet what's happening, and then try to move forward as practitioners, often causing harm to others. Much the way we would consider someone who assumes the role of a doctor, no medical experience, no medical education, no medical training, no medical credentials. And so this realm, this realm of space is similar to that. I also believe that when we get involved, when we acknowledge religion and philosophy at all, even if it's Democrat, Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, what do those words mean? Where's the extension of the borders of those words? And, and what do they denote or represent at the conscious level? So I honor and acknowledge people like Ms. Ford who take the time to read, to study, to know, to understand, to view, um, uh, and observe. I, I don't use voyeur as a negative word. By all means, be a voyeur and look and listen and observe, but then repeat the truth. Digest the truth. Bring some clarity for us to the truth. Uh, thank you, uh, both Jennifer and Keona. Um, okay, are these questions? Yes. Jennifer asked, can the Loa share a shrine if I'm in a very confined space? Namely, Papa Lake by an earthly doctor. Oh, no, and absolutely not. Beloved, um, I'm trying to be diplomatic. You don't sound initiated. Some of your questions leak someone who might not be initiated or, or initiated properly. Um, you got to get some guidance. You got to get some guidance. Dr. And, and Lake, but cannot share a place. No. Um, no. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. I'm a little bit in shock. No. No, absolutely not. Um, the aspect of your question, Jennifer, confined space, I've been there. Um, once upon a time, I lived um, at a old YMCA building on Chicago and State, Chicago Avenue and State Street in Chicago, which is converted into a apartment building or, or what many people know as SROs single room occupancy. So it's a big room. Uh, you got a closet. Uh, uh, you got a sink, um, a microwave, but that's it. Uh, anything else, you know, your slow cookers or your other appliances, TV, you had to bring that in. And then there was a shared communal bathroom on each floor. So I've lived in the space, in the environment of confinement. Um, I've lived in a one-bedroom. Uh, when I filmed Big Frida Bounces Back, uh, and you saw me doing the reading, the consultation with Big Frida, you actually saw me in two spaces. You saw me around the corner on North Robinson in my old one-bedroom apartment, and now you see me in my new simple space, the house. 
So, yes, I understand confined space, but the initiated and those who seek counsel to the initiated know that there's really a process. And my shrine work has been validated by an archaeologist. I've had an archaeologist come into my house, oh, Marty Gaudet, to use the restroom and saw my shrine work and was amazed and wanted to know where I had been, who I'd known, who taught me in order to create the shrine. The shrines are a language, a code within themselves. They're, they're a magic within themselves. They're an act of ritual magic. When you move the pieces around on your shrine, you, you, you're shaking up your faith. You're moving destiny and the activities in your life around. If your shrine is set up correctly, if your shrine is fed correctly, if your shrine has been consecrated correctly. So no, labor should be isolated behind the door. And that's even more than I should be saying. Dantor can be grouped with other deities, but but not Legba, and and not in, in a way that um, that's being expressed at least right now here in your question. Kiona asks, "I've given ancestral offerings at the ocean without an altar at times. Do you find that to be acceptable?" Absolutely. Um, when I was still in Chicago, my shrine my altars were on the lakefront. And my Chicago listeners know before the gentrification of the lakefront, that's what I call it. Uh, The city has gone through for what they said was insurance, safety, uh, protection, and remove what once were natural, huge boulders that made up the Chicago lakefront. And they had, you know, levels to the boulders, almost in an ancient, old world kind of way. And there would be pockets and cubby holes within the boulders. Some of them had broken off over the years, over the over the years of ice and cold and snow and abuse from, from Lake Michigan. Um, and so there were little shrine areas and little cubby holes and places where you could have a whole buffet laid out. Uh, or, or places where you could just acknowledge particular water spirits. And to bring ancestors to the water is one of the most appropriate places, particularly if you're facing east, particularly if you can be at the ocean. Uh, if you're not, that's fine, you know, but be clear about where you are. Be clear in your head about the astrology and the positioning of, of where you are in the world. That's why Muslims face East and have to know scientifically where East is as a part of their written process. So, yeah, I find the water to be greatly acceptable um, for taking uh, offerings and, and spit offerings to the ancestors, chant your prayers, uh, speak your origin, um, and then deposit your offerings into the, the that's absolutely um, acceptable. Uh, it is a, a shrine, an altar, if you will, unto itself. I just ask you not to put anything artificial in the water. Don't put glass in the water. Don't put plastic in the water. Um, only put your, your produce, your food items, your blood items, your uh, animal items, just, just not anything artificial that's not going to uh, break down naturally. 
inorganically in nature. Um, uh, Kiona, your comment is in lowercase, but I'm going to respond to it anyway. Um, yes, legwork should be on the floor. If leg was elevated in your house, that, that's incorrect. Legwork should always be in the floor. Legwork should always be at the lowest point. Legwork should be by your door, by your entryway. Indeed. Uh, Jennifer, I will be glad to help you um, either in terms of initiation or, or even in terms of questions. Uh, I will even take questions. $65 donation, um, about 30 minutes time, I'll even respond to and address questions uh, by way of email, chat, and, and phone. No one is being disrespectful, Jennifer. No one is. I'm grateful for your question, and I appreciate the opportunity to respond to questions. Uh, Web Diva 7, um, uh, if you don't have an ocean, find a creek, find a lake. Um, I found Atlanta, for instance, to be landlocked in terms of water. Um, so, yes, um, even the woods might be a depository. Um, cemeteries, you have to be careful. There are rules, there are protocols, depending on where you live, what the cemetery is, how infamous or famous the cemetery is, um, and then how respectful you are in operating in that in that uh, domain. Um, what is considered, uh, Kayla asked, what is considered a self-initiation? And do you ever recommend this to anyone? Um, I don't recommend it, uh, and I'm going to say because first I was self-initiating, then I was officially and formally initiating, so I've seen both sides of what initiation is and is not. So just to address self-initiation, self-initiation is the hardest way possible. Um, not to support or promote the Bible or Christianity, but I want to use the figure of Christ as an example of what self-initiation is. Coming into the world as all of us are and as all of us have as gods, as goddesses, with all that power in our hands. Uh, who asked that question earlier about the fear of being a practitioner? Was that you, Kiona? With all that power, if we believe that figure, that character was the embodiment of God, he could have raised his hand and destroyed everything. He could have said, you know what? This is not worth saving. And, and the world would have been incinerated. If we believe that character, if we believe the power um, um, conferred upon that character, the Christ, Jesus, then he had the magic to do all things. He had the magic to come down off of that cross, if, if indeed he was the son of God. So the idea of self-initiation, a god, a goddess, now self-initiating, now teaching and reteaching something that is not taught in school, that's not taught at church, that's not taught at the synagogue, that's not taught at the temple. There are limited spaces in our world, particularly us here in the West, where this is an active part of everyday reality. Many of us don't live in a village where Ifa or Voodoo or, or Akan or, or traditional indigenous practices are, are being worked. 
So the self-initiation, beloved, is the hardest. It is the hardest path to walk. Um, it's like going to college to get your master's and then your doctor's degree. Writing more than one thesis, you know, writing, you know, book-like text and all the homework and study that goes to that. Now, multiply that by 10. That's self-initiation because you have to first, okay, you have to teach yourself what God is. You have to teach yourself what earth is, what life is, what magic is, what the principles of magic are. Someone who's self-initiating, where do you go to get that? Well, you get that from thousands of books, not just I done read a dozen books, I done read a hundred books, thousands of books. Um, that's why I said it's like getting your doctorate or your master's multiplied by 10. You're going to read the library, not just Louisa Test book, not just Whipless Gonzalez book. You're going to read thousand books. It's like researching, studying for your hardest exam at the doctor's level. That's self-initiating. Uh, having experiences now, as you read, as you study, as you sit with elders, as you sit with people who practiced before, your chakras begin to open. So now you're having experiences around you that have to be shared, talked about, related with other people. I, I had this experience. Did you have, what does that mean? What does that look like? How does that show up? So the idea of self-initiation is like the idea of um, I'm training to go into the Army, but I ain't had no contact with the Army. I ain't shook no hand. I ain't signed no paper. You know, I, I ain't went through the legal process of being in the Army. But I'm going to work out. I'm going to eat good. I'm going to do what I think is going on in the Army. And then I'm going to walk up to the gate and say, let me in. I'm just as trained and well-knowledged and well-studied as you as what's going on within the confines of this space. That's what self-initiation looks like, particularly when we then try and latch on to take an affinity to a particular path. I'm a witch, or I'm, I'm the voodoo practitioner, or I'm the root woman, or, or I'm the conjure woman. You now are latching on to a particular lineage, bloodline, tradition. So, yeah, there are, there are gates there. There are protocols there. Um, Self-initiation happens automatically for anybody who's truly called, for anybody who's truly spiritual. And I realized I didn't completely finish my thoughts about the calling. The calling shows up in your dream. It shows up in what you're attracted to. It shows up in what you watch or don't watch on TV. It shows up with the people that you like or don't like or, or you have affinity for in your social setting, in your social dynamic. That's part of the call. And then you want to know, you want to understand, and you want to study, and you want to read, and, and, and that's the beginnings of self-initiation. Even if you don't call it that, even if you don't identify it that way, even if you're the most humble person, um, Kayla, on the earth, you just studying along. It's that is a part of what self initiation is. But as you learn, as you gain information, as you gain access to, you're then supposed to carry that to the next level. You're then supposed to manifest that in your demonstration. Okay, so I've read a dozen books. How does that now show up in your life? 
How does it mash up in your practice? And a self-initiation person will often take literal passages, literal information right out of the book and think that that is what the tradition is and then attempt to walk into it. An example of that is the seven-day hoodoo calendar. If you're talking about Legbus Monday and Oshun uh, is Friday and Yimiyah Saturday and, you know, you're talking about hoodoo. You're talking about conjo. You're talking about a little bit of witchcraft. You're talking about Botanica store promoted practice because they're selling the stuff. So they need that cycle to be acknowledged so that you're still supporting the stuff. But within our traditions, we operate on the four-day cycle, the four-day moon calendar. So self-initiation is possible. Self-initiation is happening. Self-initiation is almost automatic uh, if you're truly a spirit person and you're called to the spirit realm and to do spirit things. But it does not negate seeking out elders, seeking out leaders, seeking out mentors who can then officially and truly walk you through the traditions. Uh, Kiona is responding to Jennifer and saying, yes, absolutely, she's on the right track. Everyone that's in this space is on the right track. Um, everyone, even, uh, oh, beloved, Ms. Ford, everyone that's on the right track who's in this space, who's willing to open your mind, open your third eye, Open your consciousness, close your mouth, open up your heart, open up all your chakra centers, all the way down to the first, and then open your hands and allow spirit to fill them with the blessing, with the knowledge, particularly if you're working with uh, quartz, crystal, gemstone, you're going to receive downloads. Of information. You'll ask a question, you'll set up a prayer, and almost instantaneously you'll get a response. You'll receive information. I've received whole equations of math and science and, and metaphysics instantaneously in a, in a download based on something that I had a desire for, based on something I had been studying, based on something that I needed understanding for. So when you open yourself up to initiation, they say when a student is ready, the master will or the sage will come. It's another way of looking at what I just said. When you open up to the journey, submit, submit and submissive is not the same thing. Submit to the journey. Then you'll find that not only will the elders and practitioners will come, but the information, the knowledge, the downloads, uh, finding the right books, the right authors, the right information will be able to come to you. And you'll then be able to separate the water from the wine. Sometimes there's wine mixed in these books for the sake of sales and entertainment and, and popularity. I'm grateful for each and every one of you being present here uh, in the middle of your day to be a part of Hoodoo, Revolutionary Hoodoo, Secrets and Recipes. Forgive me for being a little tardy today. I'm just getting in the house. Watching up a hat on. I'm just getting in the house. Um, after three days of being in a hotel, um, my house was fumigated for dry wood termites. I shared that on Instagram. I expressed that a little bit earlier in the show. 
Uh, so forgive me for, for just uh, uh, being human. Forgive me. I accept your questions and comments. Um, and yes, Jennifer, please do. Uh, Legba is considered to be a bit of a trickster, so you want to have him in his own space. Uh, keep your hands open for the blessing, for the information, for the love that you need, for the support that you need, for the care that you need, for the respect that you need. You must keep your hands open. You must keep your chakras open. Once spirit have allowed you, Jen, the devil, has allowed you to become tense, to become angry. You physically tighten up. Even if your hands aren't balled up, it's all through your body. Some of you are working a job you can't stand. You're in an environment you can't stand, but your, your income is, is dependent on it. So you're walking through life that environment like this. Not just to, to signify and represent the tension and what you're holding in or what you're tipping to grasp onto, but also the, the emblematic symbol of the fight. You're constantly in the fight. and You cannot have your hands open and receive and be in fight mode. The two can't operate at the same time. So you got to get to a place where you can open your hands, open your heart, open your mind, breathe, and be open to what spirit has to present, to what ancestors has to bring. Sometimes when we feel lost, it's an illusion. Sometimes when you think you lost your keys, it's an illusion. It's under something. It's tucked away something. It's in a spot that you neglected to remember momentarily. So we breathe. Take the time to stop and breathe. Which is your connection to spirit. Also your divine connection. That ability to breathe. You feel it move through your body. You feel the electrons and the, and the molecules and the atoms move through your body. It's a part of the, the, the co-creative responsibility of being a god or a goddess. Our ability to change and manipulate our reality. Our ability to create and recreate our reality. It begins with you. It begins with them. It begins with us. And so you breathe and you allow spirit to speak, to direct, and to fill your hands, to fill your heart, to fulfill your request, to fulfill that which you are seeking to manifest. And by all means, get me a teacher. A qualified mentor can help you walk through. I talk a lot about voodoo. I talk a lot about roots. I talk a lot about consciousness. Uh, I talk a lot about quartz crystal, but if there were a shortcut, and you all know I don't believe in shortcuts, but if there were a shortcut, it would be quartz crystal. I try to pick up a different piece every time I grab one. <laughs> I don't want to keep showing the same piece. This is a generator. 
generators generally have a flat bottom. This one has been polished. You can see by the, the mirror effect of the light, this generator has been polished. That dark spot is what I call my uh, spider web. It's actually a cluster of hematite, rutile, uh, black tourmaline embedded within the generator. So it's able to capture and, and snatch up blockages and, 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 and things that we don't need and then project them experimentally into another place. But it is a generator because it has a polished bottom. This is a generator because it has a natural bottom. And you may or may not be able to see in this lighting, it's self-healed. Now, see, it does have a little bit of mirror effect, but that is natural. That is where the crystal has been broken off, but existed in probably some kind of safe, uh, a soft clay, and then was able to crystallize and then begin to self-heal itself. So it looks rough and ragged. But if you could see this up close in the right lighting, um, which is what gives it that mirror refraction, is what's called self-heal. I'm not going to be able to do it again. But this is a generator, and this is a natural, unpolished generator. This has been polished. Besides, see, that, see the lighting? And the bottom. This is totally natural and unpolished. This would have grown in the ground just like this. So if there's a shortcut, if there's a tool, if there's something that can be used, utilized to get the finances quickly, to get the love you need quickly, to get moved out of that depressive state, it's course. Course is a master teacher. Of course, it's probably the most powerful. I was asked earlier today, is quartz the most powerful stone in, in, in the kingdom? Uh, it is indeed powerful. We wouldn't have our computers and much of our technology without it. If you can understand what a computer does, know that this crystal does all of that and more. But it does it through your mind, through your energy. Through, through piezoelectroid energy. There are many other forms of energy that are less shared, less discussed, less understood in Western culture, something that ancient cultures understood well. And the degree of uh, quartz present in the stone demonstrates their awareness of the power within these stones. So if there's a shortcut, it's in quartz. Get you the best clear quartz pieces that you can find, that you can afford. Um, stop picking from the dollar basket. Stop picking from the $5 basket. Stop trying to, you know, look at it as something that you have to budget because you're shopping uh, uh, something that's pretty or cute. You're shopping for your health. You're shopping for your wealth. You're shopping for your mental well-being. You're shopping for the, the livelihood of your family and your children. For me, even when I was going through struggle, even when I was homeless, even when I was a, a, a kid, teen runaway on the street, people thought I was crazy that you ain't got food, you ain't got a roof over your head, but you're buying another crystal. You're buying another stone. This is a laser wand. 
you're buying another piece to help heal, to help move blockages, to help me get to this powerful place in which I exist today. And I owe it all to the ancestors. I owe it all to the Buddhists. I owe it all to the quartz crystal. Quartz crystal will balance you, just like vitamins balance you from the inside. The quartz crystal balance you from the outside in. From the outside in. And that thing which we need, which we don't quite get, don't, can't quite articulate, maybe you don't understand what you need, where you're lacking, what needs to be filled in. The quartz, as a master teacher, will do that work and get your chakras, your energy center in a position where you can then be healthy, be open to receive. Keona, keep your hands open, girl. Keep your hands open. Keep your heart open. Keep your mind open. The thing that you need is coming to you right now. What you need, what you desire is coming to you right now. It is divinely innate. It's divinely inherent. Understand that we exist in multi-dimensional space. Freud said at least 11, at least 11, in order for us to have this reality. So in one of those spaces, that thing what you want, what you need, what you desire is already operating. Pulling it into this earth plane reality is, is where the trick is. And being clear that the reality in which we are living demonstrating, walking in, is that which is what the ancestors would have for us and what the most high would have for us. Please forgive me for neglecting my blog talk radio audience. And I appreciate you all for being present. Chicago, I think that's Chicago 312. I think that's uh, Atlanta 404. Greetings, welcome, salutations. Um, 202 is Washington, D.C., I believe. 918. I'm not quite sure where that is. That might be Caribbean. I don't know. But do press the number one on your telephone keypad if you have a question, a comment, a request. And I'll be glad to open your mic and I will be forward with you momentarily. I'm going to take a brief intermission uh, just so I can hydrate, uh, smoke a little bit, and get myself together. I'm going to play a little bit of music. For my blog talk radio audience here in, in YouTube Live, you'll still be able to hear the music. And soon as Mighty Sparrow, Witch Doctor completes, I'll come back with more here on Revolutionary Hoodoo, New Orleans Hoodoo Secrets and Recipes. Please hit the number one with your questions, comments, and requests if you're on the phone line. If you're in the live chat, YouTube live chat, type your questions in all capital letters so that I can see them and distinguish them clearly. Keona will help me to see them clearly, and I'll respond to you in a minute. Thank you, 312. I'll come back to you first right after this song. All is a blessing. One of my favorite songs, by the way.
Okay, that was good. I'm ready, y'all. But let's move it forward. I am now going to go to my blog talk radio phone line. <coughs> my first caller is Eric Code 312. Who's calling and where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Karen. I'm a first-time caller. I'm calling from Chicago. I thought you were. You know, I'm born, <laughs> I was born in Chicago. I wasn't raised in Chicago, but I was born in Chicago. <laughs> I have several brothers yes. and sisters and aunts and uncles and cousins who still reside in Chicago. So I'm grateful for your listenership and your calling. You have a question? Come on and hit me with it. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, I, and a comment as well. Um, I'm, I'm present time. I'm looking for work, but I do like the idea of uh, buying some, you know, some of the best crystals, kind of staying away from the bargain ones everyone's touched. And, and um, I think I'm going to try to use that in my um, meditation and my search, you know, using some, some better crystals. I, I do agree with that uh, because I've done that in the past, gotten some uh, crystals for gambling and paid a little bit more, bought a better quality. And I, and it kind of really, I believe it worked. I may um, take that up again because I am looking for work, but I don't know if you have any other suggestions as well. Well, yeah, I, I'll respond to that, and I also have suggestions. Um, Kiona, could you hear her clearly? Just type yes in the chat for me. Um, that, that was a test. I want to be sure that when my callers are coming in, they can be heard on both platforms. So if you're in YouTube Live and you heard her question clearly, please just respond to it. I see the yes, Kiona. Thank you. Okay. The cheese basket, I want to clarify that. Sometimes <laughs> you can find a great crystal in a cheese basket, but you've got to then have a well-versed understanding of what crystals are. For example, um, a small quartz piece like this might be – are you on YouTube as well, Carlos? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can I can get to YouTube, yes. Oh, okay. I mean, can you see me now is what I'm asking. Oh, no, 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 I'm on the bus. No, I'm, I'm calling straight from Blog Talk. Okay, okay. I'm holding up a small double terminated cord. I would say it's probably the size of a small pecan, not even a big <laughs> pecan. Now, it would be fat for a pecan if you could actually see what I'm holding up. But it's small in comparison. Now, you might find this under price or in a basket at a store, but if you don't take the time to look inside and understand what's inside the stone as the person selling it or the person buying it, then you're not getting the complete value. So I found, you know, a pecan-sized stone, for instance, in a $5 basket that had a phantom in it which looks like the rings of a tree, except it's completely in court, which would have a higher value at the store. Uh, you might find a piece that has rutile in it or black tourmaline embedded in it. That in itself is going to increase the value of the stone. This black tourmaline has apophyllite growing on it. So this black tourmaline would be more expensive than a black tourmaline that did not have these white spots of tourmaline, I mean, of apophyllite on it. So I heard you say, call a meditation. I view that as consciousness. Yes, you want slightly bigger stones, like, like the size of your hand or bigger. I say the size okay. of your hand because 
you might be meditating it with it in your hand. And then when you're done with it, you might put it on the shelf, nice stand, somewhere near your head or, or near your space and your vision. You want to start looking for clarity. How clear are the stones? Now, they shouldn't be absolutely clear, though, though you will find that. This crystal appears to be almost absolutely clear that I'm holding up. I realize, Paula, you can't see it. But it has wisps and smoke. It's the best way I can describe it. Clouds within it. So you know that's a natural course. If you get a piece that's absolutely clear, it might be lead, especially if the price is really cheap. Now, lead is fake crystal. Lead crystal is old school. Lead was very popular back, you know, the 20s, 30s, the 40s, 50s, for creating and making stone, for creating and making gemstones. You want natural quartz. And where you can, you want unpolished natural quartz, where the surface has not been buffeted. The records are still intact. Hold the stone. Sleep at the stone, collar, wear the stone for as long as possible. 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. You're then building a relationship with the stone. You're getting to know the stone. The stone is getting to know you. And then it will absolutely, empathically fit in where you need it to, to protect you where you need it to, defend you where you need it to. But it will also be an opportunity for you to gain information. I talked about download. So make sure you're keeping a journal. I strongly suggest keeping a journal near your sleeping area. Okay. And if you can, many people wake up by an alarm. You know, you jump up and you, and you got a certain amount of time and you got to be on the bus or whatever and you're going your way to work. Try and schedule in an extra 15 minutes where you can wake up naturally and lay there for five minutes and think about what's in your head. Now, of course, your bills will be in your head, your schedule will be in your head, your responsibilities. You want to breathe and allow those to pass through you. That's a way of acknowledging their importance, but you're not focusing on that right now. You want to then be quiet and center and then try and remember what you dreamt about. And when you can't remember the details, remember what you felt like. I felt up, I woke up feeling joyful or sad or curious. Note that. And whatever details you can remember, note that. Over time, and within like 30 days, you'll find a pattern. You'll find certain symbols showing up in your dream consistently that might mean something. Even in your waking state, you'll find that you're having coincidences, odd sequences of events. It is the opening of your head, your consciousness, your third eye, your higher frequencies that are going to take place with your continued usage of stone. I like the idea of I bought some more expensive stones to do gambling with. But I also like the notion that along with that, much deeper wisdom and understanding and power and energy is being projected into you 
while you're using your stone, even if you think you just have one purpose. And particularly if your stone has all these other qualities that you have not considered. Because in the dollar basket, you often are going to get rough pieces that aren't going to have a lot of distinction. Even the, the points and the combinations and the geometry might be chipped or abused. You know, one of my pet peeves is to go into a shop and see all those courts together in a basket like that, roughed up, because they will rough, it, rough up the, 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 the termination the things that really hold the power within the court. The more you get into it, you're going to start counting the windows, counting the termination. You're going to start looking at the shape of the windows. Are they triangles? Are they diamonds? And what do they mean? What do they represent? How does this power in this stone now project through? Um Adrian is asking about purchase official IPE5. Now, within your question, and call, I'm going to get back to you momentarily. Within your question about the IPE5, um, there's actually two questions. One is implied in, in the direct question that you're asking. Now, an ID can be bought at the store, just like it can be bought at the store. And, and, and I, I then call them B because they have not been consecrated. You don't know who made them. You don't know that they made them in, in the proper spiritual ritual context. So your Babalawo, your Ianifa, your voodoo practitioner should buy the ID. And then you receive it from that practitioner. The ID also should come with divination, shell, palm nut, divination. Palm nut divination. Forgive me for saying shell. Palm nut divination. Because when you get IBE5, you're working with Ifa. The spirit, the Orisha, the deity that is Fa or Ifa. And depending on the path, for instance, Yoruba might say Orula, Orumila, um, in terms of Lukomi, Santeria, uh, Nago, Ifa, Yoruba, you know, Yoruba in an organic sense. Um, other traditions, other paths, other ethnic groups might use a different language. Like we say fa in voodoo as opposed to ifa. But, and then a divination is done. A certain code, codex, is revealed. That energy is attached to the ID or the ileki. It is then washed, washed in a ritual process and then you receive that. What people are seeing, buying, purchasing offline and out of these botanicas is a shell, is the product that you need to make something. It is not the made product itself. People are going to the botanica, to the shop, and are buying eschew or buying leg head. Okay, you're buying an empty shell. You're buying a carcass of a body that has no soul, that has no spirit, that has not been birthed, that has not been born into. That's why I say a carcass. It has not been born into life. And then once the ceremony is done, the ritual is done, the blood is applied, it now has life. So 
that is my question to uh, 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 beloved Adrian, who asked a real important question in the chat about purchasing an official, and he used the word official, I might even say an authentic ID box. Uh, if you want one, get with me. Send me an email at divineprince at houseofthedivineprince.com. Adrian, at my website, houseofthedivineprince.com. And I'd be more than happy to help you out with that. Um, there are IDs that are soft, uh, sort of like, um, there you go. <clears throat> That's E5. That's E5. So there's IDs that are going to be, you know, like this that are going to be applied. Sometimes it's referred to as receiving the hand of Ifa, the hand of Ifa. You may have heard people say, I, had my, I received my hand of Ifa, or I have, you know, two hands of Ifa. I mean, how many hands does the body have? Um, and that's where you gain access to ID Ifa. So get get with me. I'll be I'll be glad to help you with that. Um, Jasmine, I don't know why you're being um, why you're being um, censored by YouTube. I explain that every now and then that YouTube censors comments that seem unusual to them. Thank you, monitor. Uh, now I get a message that another monitor already handled it. Thank Kiona for handling that. I appreciate you. Yes, that's that's the answer to that question. Um, caller, I hope I was able to address your concerns. Uh, if, if there's more that I need to say, um, please let me have your comments and your questions. Yes, yes, you did definitely. I, I'm very happy with uh, your answers, and um, I, I definitely want to tune in to more of your shows. Thank you. Now. You're in Chicago, one of my favorite places. Yes. I was born in Cook County Hospital. Um, oh, okay. Crystal Shop. My favorite crystal shop is in Evanston. And you take the red line all the way to the end, and you take another short train. I'm not sure which one, which color, because they've changed that. They've modernized that recently. Uh, and then you get <laughs> off at the very next stop, uh, give me a second, and I'll tell you exactly what it is, if you don't already know. Okay. It's a crystal rock mm-hmm. shop in Evanston. I like them because they're not so um, new age. Okay. If you know what I mean, if you go to yes. a rock shop, yes. new age shop, uh, a crystal fair, psychic fair, you can almost certainly expect that's going to be reflected in the price. And those people know what a phantom is, what an inclusion is, knows that your your stone has other gemstones present within it, and the quality. Whereas uh, the store that I'm getting ready to refer you to, which is called Dave, D-A-V-E, okay. Dave, okay. Down to Earth Rock Shop. And it's in Evanston at 711 Main Street. Oh, okay. Okay, I know where that's at. I used to have another favorite shop in um, Chicago, and she wrote a few books, actually. But I don't know what happened to her. I'm not even sure her store is still open, so I don't refer people there. But I do refer people to Dave, down the Earth Rock okay. Shop. 
And they're more like geologists, if that makes sense. They have a, yeah. a museum in their basement that has uh, a Jurassic-like fossils and things of that nature in it. So you can even buy fossils at this store. Um, um, there are particular gemstones that I use that are fossils. For those who are watching me right now, uh, for instance, I'm holding up petrified mud. Petrified mud. So this is mud that's millions of years old from Jurassic period or whatever period. And this is what it looks like. Fossilized. And we use fossils in our ancestral work. Obviously to connect with the older earth energy. So beloved, um, whatever you're seeking to do, I strongly support Dave. And let them know this divine prince who's a former frequent shopper <laughs> who has since moved okay. to New Orleans is still uh, supporting them and promoting them and getting people to come uh, uh, buy their crystals uh, from Dave. Uh, for All those right, who I will. And listening, Dave um, does work online. So if you don't live in Chicago, you might want to reach out uh, to Dave Rock Shop and check them out. One of my favorite places. Many of the stones that I have, uh, some of the best stones that I have right now came from Dave's. And in terms of here in New Orleans, um, French Quarter, Gem, and Lapidary, which is on St. Philip Street. For those of you who are here in the city, uh, tourists who are visiting the city, many of you are familiar with Cafe Dumont. Uh, you could literally see Dave's rock shop from Cafe Dumont. If you're standing with Cafe Dumont at your back, looking up St. Philip, Dave's Rock Shop is on the right side of the street. If you're coming from Rampart, walking towards us into the French Quarter, Dave's Rock Shop is going to be on your left. And, and within that next block or two, right in front of you, you'll see Cafe Dumont. And that's my local connection to many of my crystals, gemstones, and tools that I use. Personally, head work, consciousness, dream work, dealing with past issues, past hurts, past pains, past blockages, but also what my caller is talking about, prosperity, wholeness, abundance, hitting the lottery, doing well in gambling. Um, I don't really like the word luck. I think the word luck is overused, underrated, um, or overrated, I should say. Uh, luck is more of a conscious projection. Indeed, you can be blessed. You can be called, and all of us are called. But if you don't tap that inner light, that inner energy, um, and know how to project it out, then you're not going to find it showing up in your demonstration. So someone like the caller who's seeking to use crystals for gambling, for instance, um, must also be focusing on her own projection of positivity. I am wealthy. I am perfectly wealthy. I am God-created wealthy. I am whole. I am in balance. I am complete. Now, for some of my long-term listeners, you know I just recited a spell. I just recited a mantra. A mantra is a spell. A mantra is more than just own. Oh, oh, 
And if OM is done correctly, even if you don't know what OM means, you got to know what the words you're using mean. But even if you don't know what OM means, the vibration that is emitted, our human bodies are able to. I'm about to lose my live callers. Uh, caller, if you stay on past two, you'll still be able to hear what I'm saying. Uh, if you're trying to call in, it's already too late. You'll have to hear the remaining of the show in archive. If you're in YouTube Live, then you're already positioned, and you'll continue to hear what I'm what I'm saying. To um, remember what I was saying, um, Om not only creates and emits uh, emits a vibration that helps to foster balance, peace, tranquility, but we all should be reciting a mantra that goes out, sends that vibration out, and hits the edges of the universe, and has to come back to create and recreate our reality. So along with just the desire of hitting the lottery or being lucky in gambling or being lucky in, in career moves, being blessed in sales, you also have to have the mindset of prosperity. Too many people have the mindset of desperation. Uh, uh, emergency, urgency. Uh, I'm going to spend my life uh, about to be out on the street, and I've got to hit this lotto. I got to hit this number. You can't gamble in that mindset, and that's why they say it takes money to make money, which also implies that the rich get richer because they already have the funding, the resources in order to do what they might want to do next. So those of us who might be poor, who who might be middle class or, or middle income or who might be struggling and I don't like the word struggle I don't use the word struggle generally speaking in, in my language who might be challenged to move things to the next level you can't let that then affect how you think because how you think then becomes your projection so if your thinking is I'm poor I'm living in poverty I'm struggling all those words negative words negative references reinforce themselves in another dimensional space. So you've got to pull in, I am positive, I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am prosperous, and project that out in your in your work. So it would benefit her to use her crystals, my calling, and also alter her physical, energetic, spirit body energy to emit prosperity. I am wealthy. I am, And even if you slow it down and break those words down in phrases, they take on much bigger meaning. I am. We, we say I am as God. I say we are God. We are an expression, a reflection, and a, a clay mix of spirit at earth version of God. So when we slow that down and say I am we are stepping into our God consciousness, and you're emitting light. Not just vibration now, but light. This is scientific. This ain't no hoodoo. The human mind, human consciousness, can not only emit vibration, but can emit light. And that light recreates and creates your reality. So we say, I am, and we think God. Not just I am this small person. Think I am an extension of God. 
while you say, I am wealthy. I am perfectly wealthy. And sometimes I might say, I am perfect and stop there and go on to the next phrase. I am God. I already explained that. I am God. I am God created wealthy. Understand the word. I am is a form of God, but it also acknowledges that we are God. I am perfectly wealthy. I am God created wealthy. We are God created. The big God, the big goddess created us. Whatever your world tradition is, wherever you are on the globe, you got some indigenous story about a creator God creating a human form, creating a body, creating. But you are God creating God. We are God creating God by trying to remove our darkness, by trying to, to heal our imbalances, by trying to perfect our life. We are God creating God perfectly wealthy. And then say wholeness, I am whole. Then say balance, I am balanced. I am in balance. I am balanced. I am whole. I'm in balance. I am complete. And you'll find that your whole energy shifts. Just by saying it to you now, shift my energy. Some of you listening to me can feel that. It shifts your energy. And you hold on to, you embrace your crystal, the master crystal that you're working from, and project that energy out into the universe. Uh, Kiona, you just got a business call. Wow, that was fast. And it happened before we even got off the air. <laughs> it happened while I was talking, while I was chanting, while I was while I was pronouncing a spell. Because some of you, you know, Hollywood, Disney, y'all got the whole spell thing, Endora, Bewitch. A spell is, is, is what you say. Everything you say is a spell. And everything you say has spell attached to it. Now, I just said spell in three different ways, by the way. The third time I said spell in relation to timing. Well, it'll pass in a spell. I haven't seen my mama in a spell. That suggests something that's temporary, quite possibly has some duration to it, but it's temporary. It represents a slice of timing. But then we say spell. And we mean the recreation of something, the recreation of our reality. And we say spell, which is the word, specific to the word that's being used. So everything that you say, every time you say I'm broke, every time you say I'm struggling, every time you say I don't have what I need, you are projecting out a reality and recreating reality that ultimately you do not want. You want to speak your truth. But you want to ask for what you need. You want to speak things into existence as though they were. You want to project the reality forward that you seek, not backwards. And so breathe life into your quartz crystal. Breathe wholeness into your quartz crystal. Breathe inner standing. Ask for inner standing. I don't understand. Make me see. Make this clear. Bring balance to this for me, and you, and you will see it happen. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. 
appreciate your activity and your questions and your participation. I I'm grateful for each and every one of you, sincerely. Do type your questions and comments in a whole capital way in the live chat so that I can see it, so that I can uh, manifest it, and so I can respond to it. Uh, Amanda Lee, I like I am that I am. I do. However, I try to stay away from words and phraseology that might leak a question, that might leak uh, an opening to something that I don't want to accept. So, and I can't remember who originated that quote, I am that I am. Um, your mind has to be, I am that I am, but, but while you're saying that, I am God. I am the universe. I am wholeness. Don't say I am that I am when you're in a negative place. Don't say I, and not just you, beloved Amanda, who introduced that, but anybody who might say that. Don't say I am that I am and then feel inadequate and then feel small. So that's what I mean when I say I'm careful about mantras that might have an opening, a leak for a question. So Amanda, if you are a goddess, and in my mind, you are the goddess, you are the queen, you are the great mother. If you're thinking that and feeling that and projecting that when you say I am that I am, you're right on target. But don't say I am that I am in the same space as lack. Don't ever say it when you feel lack, when you sense lack. You might be experiencing lack. It's just an illusion. It's just temporary. So I like I am that I am. I like I am that I am. I am that I am because I was created God. <laughs> I am that I am because I was created whole and in balance and complete. Um, I certainly feel and uh, have an affinity to uh, your comments, uh, Keona, Amanda, uh, Jasmine, uh, uh, all of those who are participating uh, here, Ra, greetings, divine, all blessed. Thank you for being present here with us for revolutionary voodoo, New Orleans voodoo secrets and refugees. I'm, I'm going to end shortly. Please continue to give me your questions and comments in the live chat. Uh, caller, let me see. Are you still with me on the phone line? Oh, yeah. Okay. I do have a people on the phone line, including my caller. Um, Chicago, I'm unmuting your mic. Only indicate that you have more that you want to say, question, comment. Um, otherwise, I'm going to be soon ending the show, and I want to give everyone an opportunity to, to say their piece. Uh, caller, before you respond, I have Amanda Lee speaking about an amateur. She asked about an amethyst. Could that work as well in spirit work? It absolutely can. I suggest in any mineral gem work that you absolutely have a base of quartz, um, one or more than one, as well as branching out into other um, uh, gemstones. Like for instance, I had this this piece of amethyst. This is probably a five dollar, ten dollar basket amethyst. And, and we know this because amethyst is more expensive the bigger it is, 
and it's more expensive, the deeper the amethyst color is. That greatly increases the value and the price of your amethyst. So size, color, depth of color, it's real important if you're talking about amethyst. And that uh, green, rough surface in the background is um, malachite. Malachite. This is polished chrysocolla and malachite. This is unpolished, more natural malachite. And you typically find this in, in environments that contain water. Amethyst is considered a sobriety stone. So it can elevate anything, any place, any environment, any energy. It could uh, help to prevent and limit uh, overuse, abuses, drinking, gambling, sex, negative thoughts, negative energy, projections from other people, amethyst clusters, because it's considered a cluster. This is a clear quartz cluster. Um, can do several things, several people at one time. They're king and queen of, mass, uh, of, of multitask. Uh, amethyst is also great for environments, home environments, work environments, places that you have to share with other people with a whole lot of stuff, their own thoughts, their own environment, their own feeling going on that's now projecting out. So amethyst is great at elevating your head, elevating your consciousness, bringing you to another level, taking you to a higher level of understanding. But again, I strongly suggest clearly as your master teacher, your base, uh, get a get a talisman. I call this a talisman. It's that one major piece that you're going to do most of all of your work with. Then I have the other tools. The other pieces that I use, depending on what I'm trying to do, what's important in that moment. So, yes, amethyst is great. Malachite is also uh, a great stone to work with. I'm going to be ending in about two minutes. So, I'm going to go to my phone line at Blog Talk Radio. Uh, beloved caller in Chicago, do you have another question or comment before I close out the show? Okay, she may have me muted, so I'm going to accept that as a no. Um, anyone else on the phone line, I'm certainly appreciative of you. I greatly appreciate your comments and your questions and your participation. In future shows, my number for the future show is area code 845-277-9143. 845-277-9143. You press the number one on your telephone keypad. And you're ready with your question. I'm glad to find a place to the room. place don't care if Freddy ready. Gone free at that old cemetery. Down on Claiborne where she's buried. 
build a fire on the bayou when a black cat scratched at two under a full moon that's blue chant some magic words kufaru a dash of cayenne to the rule gonna put on my Greek grease Black top hat, black suit too, single rod that molds this through. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. A dash of cayenne to the roof. Gonna put on my green grease suit. Black top hat, black suit too, same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. Going pray at the old cemetery. Down on Claybone where she's buried. A dash of cayenne to the roof. Gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Yeah. Black top hat. Black suit too. Same old ride that Moses through. I'm gonna get them balls out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black sheets too. Gonna pray at that old cemetery. Down on Claybone where she's buried. A dash of cayenne to the room. Gonna put on my green Thank you so much for being present. Thank you to my live YouTube live audience. I'm grateful for your presence. Um, I was typing. I know I got some typos in there. Jet is not a good choice to wear at your heart regularly. It's black. It's dark. It absorbs all color. And so it can create blocks that then show up later on. Jet can be worn at that level on a regular basis. If you're specifically doing something and you're clear about what that is and what that projection is, but your dark stone should then be balanced with light, balanced with clear stone, balanced with your quartz stone. That is my suggestion as it relates to the jet. I will be present tomorrow, high noon, U.S. Central Standard Time. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your inner standing all is truly and indeed a blessing. Ashe.
Congo Square. The Omus Indians, the Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. A sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our host, the Omus Indians, they pushed aside our host. The colonizers came and pushed aside our host and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Les Places de Congo, we somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies worked is not clear at this moment. But nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves, save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses, double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double cross, and capitalism, the ultimate triple coup de grace cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is. Hail Congo Square. Congo, Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us, our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate, a world harrowed by the beat, be, beat, being, beating, being of black heart drums, heart Beat, heart, beat, heart, beat at this place, at this place, beat, heart, beat, beat, 
We beating place in new world space, beating being in place in new world, preserving our ancient pace. Our dance is the God walk, our music the God talk. First thing we do, let's get together, circle ourselves into community. No beginning, no end, connected together and singing, ringing, singing in a ring. Second, let's be original, aboriginal. Be what we were before we became what we are. Be bambula dance. Be banza music. And sing song words which have no English translation. Third, let us remember. Let us remember never to forget Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. The bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy. Must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate, whip out of us. Whoa. But no matter, no matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, deep inside us is us. Deep inside us is us. Remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free. The beat to free us. It is morning, a sun day, a feel, a feel without shade, but dark, dark with the people black of us in various, various. Various shades eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember, to beat, to be. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember to beat to be beat Congo Square be Congo Square
Congo Square. B. Congo Square. B. 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 Remember. Remember. 